0: Hey Ian.
1: Oh, sorry. I was uh, looking at my phone, which was infinitely more interesting than anything you had to talk about. What, uh, what do you want? What do you want?
0: Uh, okay, Ian. Just for being such a dick <laughs> at the very onset of this episode, I'm going to give you a really hard cold open today. Uh, I'm not. A, I'm not scared. I'm not scared of you. Bring it. Well. You better be scared because if you get this one wrong, Ian, you're going to look like a total Korean poser and... Oh shit. Yeah, Uh, so you know, I'm not even going to... Oh no, what did you
1: do? What did you
0: fucking do? I'm not going to build it up anymore. Uh, Okay, Ian, so I want you to tell me... Oh shit. uh, Who is the president of Korea? Oh, uh... Oh oh, god, I know this. Moon (laughs) Jae-in. Uh, okay, Ian, you smug little fucker. <laughs> well, you passed phase one.
1: Oh shit, there's more phases?
0: <laughs> oh, fuck, I hate this. Okay, so, um, let's say someone takes Moon Jae-in out. Who will replace him? Oh, oh, this is totally tough.
1: <laughs> um... So in South Korean lore, uh, Korea started when a bear and a tiger oh, went right into yeah. a cave together and Quit stalling. Uh, I'm t- I'm telling you how it happens, all right? <laughs> so they'll wait three days and uh, they'll they'll try to get one of the you know tigers or the bears to come out. the The counselor of the office of the uh, replacement will stand outside the cave and go. Until one of them comes out, and uh, whichever one comes out is the next president of
0: South Korea. This sounds pretty racist, Ian.
1: <laughs> I mean, th- there's a lot of okay. So the, that the fable's true. That's true. But maybe I uh, somehow managed inadvertently to put a little racist spin on it. Who knows?
0: <laughs> All right. Well, there's start one the thing, show. <laughs> there's one thing you learned so far in Korea. It's how to be racist against Koreans. Uh, and yeah, let's go ahead and start the show. <laughs>
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Camp Reeducation, education an immersive boot camp into the world we thought we knew. We are your hosts, Ian and Shay, continuing our two-week immersion into the world of K-pop.
0: Well, hello, Ian. Welcome to this episode that I'm hosting on your behalf. Um, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing really well, and uh, just for anybody
1: who didn't know, uh, in the event that Moon Jae-in is brutally murdered by a bear or tiger... Um, the prime minister is the one that takes over his role as president. So lots of fun facts here. Um, (laughs) Shay, it's been, I don't want to say one week because I don't want to give you an opportunity to play the fucking song again. Um, you know, this has been a really interesting camp because I, this was kind of like a blast in the past for me. This was like a a foray into a a life
0: that I'd lived previously. So it was oddly nostalgic. Hmm. That's interesting. I could see that. Um, I also just, I want to, you know, I feel like I have to set the record straight all the time with you. So, listeners, don't be fooled to believe that Ian knew the entire time that little information <laughs> about the Prime Minister. I told him off the record, and now I feel like he's taking claims, so I just need that uh, to be totally clear for anyone listening. Well,
1: I mean, you came in pretty hard in the beginning, so anything I can do to take the piss out of you, I will... Collect it, put it in a jar, and then sell it on the internet, uh, which you can find on our website. If you go to www.campreeducations.com backslash Shay's piss jar. Why not forward
0: slash? Can you even do it? <laughs> I'm a
1: dangerous man. Okay. Listen, backward slash is how you get away with selling illegal things on the internet like jars of piss, okay?
0: And if you go to HTTP colon forward slash forward slash www.campreeducation.com forward slash Ian's piss, (laughs) you can find more of my piss labeled uh, as Ian's just because Ian's was far too pungent to to sell legally. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, K-pop. So we've been listening to lots of K-pop these past two weeks.
1: Um... Uh, Yeah, like, uh, I kind of already had an opinion formed of K-pop from living in Korea for an extended period of time. Um, How about you? Like, had you delved into K-pop really, like, before this at all?
0: No, I I mean, like we said in, like, the last camp, I haven't really ever spent any time listening to it. So getting to know it this last week has been pretty interesting. Uh, I listened to a ton of fucking K-pop, watched a bunch of music videos, uh, and I actually, like dove in a little bit into the history of pop in general to try and get a little bit more of an an understanding, maybe a background, uh, before, int- before you get into that too much, really, just really quick, like, what did you think of the music videos? Well, the music videos, I mean, they're fucking amazing, man. Like, I, I've made a couple of music videos myself, and I know how much work it takes to, to to really pull that off. And they're fucking incredible, man. So visually appealing and satisfying. Like, they're tru- truly works of art. I mean, really, really well done. Really? That's Absolutely. super
1: interesting to hear that perspective. I, I would not have guessed that. Did you well,
0: jerk off to any of them? Uh, no, no, no. Sorry if uh, if I disappointed you there. Ian, but. <laughs> <laughs> I did to all the BTS ones. So mm, um, yeah, uh, that's that yeah. was part
1: of the immersion. I thought we said. I thought we agreed. That's what we were going to do. I thought it was part of the immersion.
0: So when they say B-T-S, it's not like B-D-S, you know, like you got like t- something to beat to. <laughs> beat off to the song. <laughs> beat off to song. B-T-S. <laughs> um, for anyone who doesn't that would be know B-T-S. B- <laughs> yeah, of course, man. Anything for you. Uh, so how, how has this past week been for you, man? It's been good, man. Like I said, it's uh,
1: it was a little bit of a, a trip down memory lane for me. I was familiar with like most of the stuff that I was already listening to. But this is the first time I really sat down and like thought about it. I think when I lived in Korea, it was just like a, a racehorse with blinders. I just kind of blew past it and was like, mm, not for me. Mm. Um, so it was easy for me to kind of stick my head in the sand and ignore it because it was just like for me It wasn't uh, living abroad. I didn't move abroad to get immerse myself in the country's corporate culture And that's kind of how I, I viewed all this and I was like ah the, like this isn't what I'm here for So it was easy to kind of disregard it. Mm. Um I for the first time I ever like really sat down and listened to the lyrics uh, I spent some time kind of translating and, and looking at what they were at. Oh, that's um,
0: interesting.
1: It's interesting. Korean lyrics are are interesting, especially with like the interplay of the English and the Korean there together. Like it's, it would be really funny to imagine, uh, I don't know, like a Katy Perry song where halfway through the song, she just starts belting out Romanian. Like,
0: uh, Mm -hmm. so something that we don't really see a lot here with like pop in America. Right. Well, I guess you could say. I mean, obviously, Romania doesn't make any sense, but I feel like uh, <laughs> Spanish What's does. Right with Romania? Well, you, you know, obvious reasons. But I feel like Justin Bieber like did a remix with the guy from uh, Despacito, and I feel Is like
1: Despacito. What? I thought it was Despacio. <laughs> I, I assume
0: you're joking, so I'm gonna blow
1: past it. <laughs> no, I 100 percent thought it was Despacio. No, you're serious? Didn't Joe Biden call it Dispatchio?
0: Did he? It's
1: definitely- I've desp- never I've never heard the song. I've only seen it written down and I assumed it was pronounced Dispatchio.
0: <laughs> you have to be kidding me right now. <laughs>
1: I'm not kidding you. I've never heard the song. You never and I heard thought the it was pronounced dis- Dispatchio. <laughs> you what the fuck? I, <laughs> I thought mean- it was about like a Spanish police show.
0: I feel like we need to do an immersion into just pop for you, Ian. I didn't realize what rock you were living under.
1: Despacito sounds way cooler than Despacito. Not all like, right,
0: dude, if you listen to Despacito, it's a, f- it's a fucking cool song, man. It's sexy. He goes, Despacito. And then, you know, it's like a little like the tempo slows down no. just when he says
1: oh. it off. That's a better song.
0: <laughs> okay, Ian. So, um, you know, this reminds <laughs> me of, a, of an argument we were having off the record before. I gotta stop saying off the record. It, this job is really getting to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we were having an argument before we started today uh, and you were saying that you don't really think singers are musicians. Can you explain that to me a little more? Um so yeah I don't
1: we all right so we were having a conversation about k-pop stars as musicians and then I was like mm, are they musicians because none of them play any instruments they just sing and dance. And yeah, I don't really necessarily consider, I've never really necessarily considered singers to be musicians. It's just like, they're just, they're just the singers. They're like separate from the bit, like the people playing the music, they're the musicians. And then the singer is like a whole separate category. It's like adjacent to music. It's, you know, like the guy that designs the album cover or something.
0: But Ian, so I'm just curious. So obviously there was a time in human history where musical instruments didn't exist, but the human voice did. When, When those early human ancestors, when they were singing, were they creating music?
1: Absolutely not. No. And that's why we have like, that's why we call them like proto-humans or like Neanderthals because like almost human, not quite human. So it's like not until we invented instruments. Was there a such thing as a musician before that? there was just like a whaler. There was a fancy talker, a, noise, a noisy guy. Uh, you know, uh, I, don't, I, I don't think you believe
2: this. <laughs> I
1: don't know if I, I think, part of me does and doesn't, like, uh, okay, so, there's the idea, okay, well, like, they make up the melodies, alright, oh, you're saying the musicians, not, the singer's not a musician because he doesn't play the instruments, well, he makes up the melody, then he's the fucking composer, he's not the musician, like, the but, fucking guy waving the baton around at the uh, at the thing, at the orchestra, is he a musician or is he the fucking composer?
0: He's the conductor. And he's the conductor. Uh, <laughs> That's what I meant to say. But you, So you don't think a conductor is a musician either?
1: No, he's the fucking, like it's like the guy driving the train isn't a train passenger. I mean, yeah, he's on the train, but he's making the, he's taking us places. Okay, define musician for me real quick. Someone who plays an instrument and writes a <laughs> song
0: all right well you know we love googling here on uh Cambridge yeah
1: Education. well good no don't drag google into this okay you come up with your own goddamn opinion i oh. think that if you're like the singer of a band and you don't play an instrument you're not a musician you're like the you're the song's fucking narrator
0: okay well, all right so do you want to include the google definition or not
1: For shits and giggles, sure. Like, uh, uh, enlighten me. Well,
0: let me tell you, are you going to count it or not? Are you going to discredit it? Just tell me right now. If
1: it goes against me, absolutely I'm going to discount it.
0: (laughs) Well, Ian, you're in luck because the (laughs) Google definition actually doesn't, it, it seems to almost omit a singer. It says, a person who plays a musical instrument, especially as a profession, or is musically talented
1: or is musically talented, uh, and if you're a singer, you're not musically talented, you're just, it's like, God just gave you something cool about your body, okay? It's like, uh, what am I gonna call every guy with a giant dick a musician? No, it's just like, you got—you got a good voice, like good for you, like you didn't have to like, I guess you learned how to use it a little bit, but I mean, not as much as like a fucking piano or a saxophone. You are
0: so like wrong like, about this. If <laughs> it's you were insane. okay, like
1: if, I, if like noise shot out of my fingers, like if all I had to do was wiggle my hands and a fucking musical melody came out, I would stop calling, if that's how guitar sounds were made, I would stop calling guitarists musicians too.
0: Okay, so obviously anyone can sing somewhat, but you're saying dedicating an entire life to to controlling this weird fleshy part of your body using your fucking abs, sending air. I would say (laughs) I would say you're a
1: very talented singer. I was like, wow, you're an amazing singer, and they'd be like, yeah, I'm a great musician. I'd be like, listen. I said you were a great
0: singer. I didn't say anything about you being a musician. Okay, well Merriam-Webster defines musician as a composer. <laughs> don't drag Merriam-Webster into this. Merriam-Webster just says it can even just be a composer, a conductor, or a performer of music. They don't it doesn't say anything Uh, It says especially an instrumentalist, but not necessarily. I mean, it could be a conductor. I mean, you just need to know music and work with music to be a musician.
1: Well, I don't need fancy definitions to tell me how to feel about the world, okay? I know how I feel about the world. I know who I am, (laughs) and I know who singers are not. They're not musicians. This sounds like a very Fox News approach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am literally Bill
1: O'Reilly right
0: now. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I feel like um, you've you've made your point very clear. I think everyone knows who to trust now. Moving forward <laughs> in in relation to anything musical, so uh, I feel like thank you for giving me such credibility in today's episode. You're welcome. I really appreciate it.
1: You're absolutely welcome. Um. Well, I think in this instance, we can just agree to let bygones be bygones. Um, You'll be by, I'll be gone. (laughs) (laughs) Swing and a miss. Okay, anyway, uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and hear from our sponsor before we get into the meat and potatoes of the episodes and uh, end what uh, an uncomfortable segue this has been for everyone involved. (laughs)
0: Has this ever happened to you? You're listening to your favorite K-pop bangers and suddenly you understand a word or phrase? But wait! You don't speak Korean? What the fuck is going on? Are you losing your mind? Yes! Yes you are!
3: What? That's not English you're hearing! You just understand Korean! You
0: always have! And wait a minute! What even
3: is English?
0: America? Canada? England? Australia? What are you even talking about? Those places don't exist. You're thinking of Korea. There's only ever been Korea. And you live there with your Korean mom and Korean dad. Speaking of which, your Korean taxes are already due. Have you still not paid
3: them? Uh-oh. But don't worry. You can just mail it in with your next bill to the Korea
0: Gas and Light Company. Fee you. Glad we caught that. <laughs> okay, back to the episode.
1: Brought to you by the Korean government in partnership with the Korean Gas and Light Company.
0: Yeah, I think we might want to, to, to double check our stance on this because uh, <laughs> some of these ads are a little weird.
1: I'm sure, I'm sure it's fine, okay? My, my, my new swimming pool doesn't lie. My new fancy above ground pool So <laughs> fancy That I've it. illegally put on my apartment complex's Parking lot That I won't <laughs> take down No matter how many notices they leave
0: me Doesn't lie Okay, Dispacio. so. you. <laughs> is that your new punctuation? <laughs> I am wrong no matter what. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I meant to say right. Uh, <laughs> fuck me. So. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's still not wrong. That's, that's still a correct
1: way to think about my approach to the world.
0: I'm wrong
1: and, I'm, and I
0: like it. So anyway, so we have our captains logs here for you guys today. So Ian and I have diligently been keeping those for you. And early on, uh, really, just the first day of listening, I I, I was kind of stopped. Just I couldn't get past the question of what pop is. I, we know about you know we know it's Korean pop, but like well then what the fuck is just normal pop without the K in front of it. And so uh, I had a captain's log just kind of diving into this. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and play that for you now, Ian. Uh, So just listen to it. Okay. Hey Ian, it's me Shay. I've been drinking and I've been trying to record this and it's just not going super well. So let's see how this version goes. So today I spent a lot of time doing my research on exactly what K-pop is. And obviously it's Korean pop, so then I'm wondering, okay, well, what is pop? And I guess what I've come down to realize so far is that it's essentially music intended for the lowest common denominator. That's that's what the genre of pop is. It's music specifically created so that as many people as possible will like it. And there's just something unappealing about that and I'm not entirely sure what it is and I'm and I'm asking myself why why should I care that a lot of people like it or that it's intended for a lot of people to like I mean that's what we do with our podcast I I want a lot of people to like this that's what I do with my music I want a lot of people to like it so why is it offensive to me that there is a genre that has that as its main purpose or main goal and then I started thinking a little bit more and I'm wondering it I'm wondering if it's an issue of it being just too corporate or maybe too consumerist? Is there a capitalist aspect in here that I'm, that I'm finding offensive? Like should capitalism and music not be as intertwined as they are? Or is this a question of just the genre itself being like too vacuous or too vapid? Is it is this just too mindless? For me to really appreciate it, because it, it it'll often have a very superficial appeal. The very first time you like it, it's familiar enough that you, that you recognize something in it that you like but then it only stands a few listens before it becomes annoying. And, and maybe that's ultimately why I don't like it. And and then I guess the final possibility is maybe it's some combination of all of these. And so, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a little lost here it just in my self-reflection, just wondering it is why I've had this aversion so much to pop and then therefore also K-pop. Hey! So you're
1: a... Uh... So you're not liking things that a lot of a lot of other people are liking, huh? Feel probably like gonna he's... probably gonna get rid of it throughout your table salt, coffee <laughs> 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 You're voting <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know why <laughs> I feel so weird about it. It's, it's... No, I, I I just wanted to kind of take a brief moment to tease you, but because I feel the same way. And it's one of those things where it's just like you feel that way, but as soon as you sit down and really think about why it is you feel that way, you start to feel embarrassed mm-hmm. to to have that. I, do you think it's, when you sit down and think about it, do you start to feel a little pretentious about holding that belief?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I have the cognitive dissonance from the get-go. I, because there is a lot of pop music that I I... I shamelessly do like you know especially from the western pop perspective like i i am a fan of halsey i am a fan of drake i i do like a lot of ariana grande songs it's not stuff that i want to put on most of the time if i'm just trying to you know what it what i I guess what i want to say is it's music that i put on only in specific contexts uh and most of the time i'll listen to other things like a lot more hip-hop or indie music or things that i think are a little bit more cerebral but yeah I, i i think the, once I learned this distinction between the music genre of pop and this idea of popular music, that really helped me um determine a little bit more of what my issue was here because I don't hate music that's necessarily popular. I hate the music genre pop. Um, and I think it's because at the core of it, it there there is no authenticity as. Kate said in uh, the clip from the last episode, it's not it's not very authentic, and that that's that's also unappealing to me. I don't think I really want to be listening to something where I feel like the intention is ultimately just to be famous or rich. You know what's so funny is,
1: um, I was thinking about not coming out of your captain's log, being like, I really love these ideas because I was doing that so much, and I was like, <laughs> I really regret coming out and like making fun of you. I was like, that was to me, because <laughs> um, like because now I'm going to say. And you know, it's, it's funny because like a lot of the things that you brought up in the captain's log, like I find myself really liking and really relating to, but then these are things that I struggled with. And I was like, God, I'm such a piece of shit feeling this way. And I think there's like, there's two things I came up with for like why I maybe did feel this way. Uh, And one of it is like, I almost think maybe it's like classist to Mm. try and separate Mm. yourself. Like, oh, this is, this is of the masses. And I am, I'm a you know, superior in some way. If, like, I can't be superior monetarily, then I won't, at least want my taste to reflect, like, a refined distinction. And I guess we think of pop as, like, unrefined. It's like sugary food, right? Um, if I met someone who, like, all they ate was fucking, you know, Twinkies and Ho-Ho's, I would be like... I wouldn't want to hang out with that kind of person. I Like their t- uh, diet choice would maybe reflect, uh, uh, it says all sorts of other things about them. And I think that's same for your uh, you know, artistic
0: taste or your creative taste. This, well, what's so interesting about this, I don't see this being that different from our initial responses to reality TV. This feels really similar just talking about, again, just pop in general before we get to like the case side, but just the pop aspect. It feels remarkably similar to our uh, uh, initial criticisms of reality TV. Do you feel that?
1: A hundred percent. I kept coming back to that thought, this idea of again, like high culture, low culture, high art, right. low art, like this distinction in terms of where, where are we marking this delineation? Um, and I mean, you know, to, uh, to the second point that I was going to kind of make um, it's, it's like, I, I think the reason that we're put off by it is this idea of like, I, I don't know, I almost think of it as like a bell curve, where it's on the one extreme end, you have somebody who has absolutely no taste or d- opinions or distinctions of their own, and they're just, they are just kind of accept blindly what they're fed by the media machine, uh, and then includes pop music, and it's like, you know, oh, who's your favorite m- musician? And if they're like, oh yeah, Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, and uh, who's the red-haired kid? The red-haired guy who's like, I'm in love with your body. Ed Sheeran. If those are the names that they give me, <laughs> i'm gonna uh, I'm gonna make an assumption about that person like you're probably not super fucking interesting. And the extreme end of that bell curve is somebody whose taste is so extreme and so refined. That's their entire personality is derived from the things that they like. So it's like, I I, I think maybe that's what it is, is this uh, imagining that, oh, I really don't wanna be associated with this type of music for fear that somebody is gonna make a knee-jerk reaction judgment about me and immediately write me off as like, oh, you're one of those people,
0: you know? Well, what's interesting is my my dad is someone who probably does not listen to pop music and will, will be critical of it, but my dad also doesn't have great taste in anything, and any other kind of music. I I mean, he doesn't listen to a lot of music, but his music taste is like, I would say, objectively pretty bad. Like, he listens almost exclusively to music that was popular when he was in college and high school, um, and pretty much nothing else, and not even that much of it. You know, he'll listen to maybe, I feel like he might put on music like once a month, you know, in his spare time, or like maybe while he'll like listen to something else, but he still has some disdain for pop music. So, I, I don't even say it's necessarily a high class, low class. Distinction. You know, I, I think even, I guess I'm calling my dad low class implicitly in that, which is not really what I intended. But, you know, I still think that even. Even he doesn't like pop music, you know, and he's certainly not this like highfalutin music snob that you were describing a moment ago, you know? (laughs) Yeah,
1: but I mean, and that's what I said. And at the complete opposite end of the bell curve is the person who over cultivates their taste. And it's like that's another version of an extreme uh, personality that I also don't want to associate with or or talk to or be on friendly terms with because it's it's almost uh, what's the word I'm looking for fascistic Naziistic, like. The music, na- hey, the music Nazi. Um, but I mean, taste taste is such a funny idea too, in terms of like how much importance we place on what our taste has to say about us as people and even how we let it maybe even reflect our moral leanings uh, or like our, our, our ethical foundations too. It's like this idea that we can somehow make assumptions about what a person
0: believes in based on what they like. Mm. I want to go back to this question of, or this this idea of this bell curve. What? Who's in the middle of this bell curve? I'm trying to like understand this idea a little bit more clearly.
1: Um, I you know, that's that's the thing too. Who is in the middle of the bell? Like, I would think that maybe we are. I, you know what? It's probably I'm. If I had to think for us, if I'm thinking about you and me personally, I would uh-huh. think that. Let's see. If the middle is like a nice blend, there's maybe a pop band or two and then also some stuff more esoteric things that maybe you and I never would have heard of. I would say that we're more on like we're leaning more toward the extreme end of that personal bent of uh, like a, maybe a hyper cultivated taste. Like you wouldn't catch me listening to any major pop artists. Like there's not a single, I you know, I didn't fucking know despaccio was Despacito. Okay? <laughs> right, right. Um I thought I'm in love with your body was Justin Bieber for like 2 years. And, and now you think
0: it's Ed Sheeran? Is that how do you pronounce it? I thought his name was Ed Sheeran. Did I say Sharon? You said like Sharan or something. It's it's Ed Sheeran.
1: Oh. Well, he should be sharing some better music because I'm not liking what he's putting out, Shay. You probably
0: Um, only know one of his songs by name.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it's called I'm In Love With Your Body and
0: I'm Not In Love With That Song. That's not not the name of the song. (laughs) Why wouldn't it be the name of the song? It's the chorus! Well, later in the song he says Shape of You, which is the name of the song.
1: What does that even mean, the shape of you? What is he like doing those things when we were in in kindergarten and someone traces your shadow and then you, you cut it out And you paste it on the wall, and you're like, look at all these.
0: What the fuck? Are you describing a silhouette?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why did he just call the song that?
0: (laughs) Silhouette? I don't think it's that weird. I mean, he's being like a little uh, overly uh, artistic by saying your shape, but
2: (laughs) that's effectively you. That's (laughs)
0: effectively (laughs) I love how he elongates the possessive (laughs) (laughs) the shape of you. You mean your shape? You know what? Again, I, we're like, we're halfway through this episode. We have not talked about K-pop once. <laughs> <laughs> we're still trying to get to the bottom of what pop is. Okay, well, you know what? Let, well, let's play your next Captain's Log. Well, because you talk a little bit more about it in in there, and I actually like what you have to say, so let's go ahead and play that one. Okay,
1: now. so you don't want to hear any more about the
0: bell curve? <laughs> I'm playing your clip, again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hi Shay, good morning my love, it's me Ian, your one true unrequited love. Um, So I keep thinking about this idea, or I've been thinking about this idea of why I inherently distrust, dislike pop music. And there's so many ways, let me count the ways. Um, I feel like one of the first ways, or one of the first reasons I I dislike it, is that I think a lot of pop music today is played in clubs, which is just uh, a place I would you know, rather not be. Anytime I've gone to a club, the first thought I have upon entering is, God, I wish I was anywhere but here. Um, I also feel like pop music is just, there's there's no room in pop for ambiguity the same way there is in, I, I don't know, um, alternative music genres. Um, and I've always, I don't know why, but like I've always had this innate sense that pop music is the sound of like the status quo, which is part of why I hate it so much. And then two, like I think, approval of pop and its fandom is like supporting the same fervent idol worship that gave rise to like Donald Trump, and normalization of like standing and idolization is probably normalized and given rise to like the politician adulation that allows them to achieve celebrity over social servant status and like literally get away with fucking murder. Um, it also, I don't, I don't know, like liking pop music to me also feels like approve me approving of arts becoming a means of production as as opposed to a protest against it. Um, but then again like I've also really enjoyed some of these songs, but then like I hate that I enjoy them. Um, because I, I'm like against this idea but being a corporate creation as it's like essentially being funded by fucking boardroom members with the intent to make money. But then I think like okay the Medici family funded the the, the Ninja Turtle gang of Renaissance artists and more and like Baron Gottfried van Sweeten, commissioned Beethoven, Mozart, and Haydn, so it's like, what's what's the difference?
0: So, Ian, have you ever heard of uh, have you ever heard of Haydn? Just out of curiosity. No, I've heard of Haydn.
3: Boom! 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 Nice.
0: Uh, so. <laughs> Good deflection uh, from your obvious mispronunciation of Haydn. No, I, uh, and you know
1: what's so funny is uh, before we started the show, I was like, hey, listen, I mispronounced uh, Haydn's name. Can you please let me re-record it? And uh, you threatened me with violence. Uh, you said absolutely not. You said some really horrible racial slurs that I didn't even know that you were capable of of saying. It was it was really dark and scary. The way scary, you're gaslighting so uh,
0: and manipulating the audience right now, Ian, is scaring me. So... <laughs>
1: You, you looked me right in the eye and you said, you're white. <laughs> you, sir, are white. I have never been more hurt.
0: Okay, Ian, so, in your captain's <laughs> log there, you you did touch on some interesting things. And I think, but between the, the various topics you touched on, um, especially mentioning the Medici family, um, all of the Renaissance artists, and the fact that you hate going to clubs, you've really painted yourself as a very specific type of person. (laughs) 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 One, I'm sure that everyone wants to get all of their K-pop information from you. (laughs) So, um... But, uh, you know, I'm not entirely sure where where to start. So I'm, you know, I'm going to hand it off to you, Ian. <laughs> what in there do you want to touch on first?
1: So one of the things I really tried to kind of do the WH questions, which is so fucking elementary, but I I, I was just stuck. And again, we said this before we started the show. This is like a what is water question, right? which is like, all right, well, like, what the fuck is pop? Where do you hear pop? And it's like. You hear pop on the radio when you're driving to fucking work. You hear pop like in clubs. And so it's just like a, a, the time and place thing. Anytime I, any time or place where I'm somewhere that, where pop is, I'm usually not enjoying myself. Mm,
0: yeah, dentist office. Oh my God, know. right? Target,
1: mm. CBS. I was in CBS the other day and there was a song. I'm like, well, this is catchy. <laughs> as I was getting like
0: fucking contact solution. That's so funny. Yeah, I, I get, you know, now that you mentioned, it, I think the only time in my daily life now that I hear pop is unintentionally and it's probably in the grocery store and you know there's been a couple times actually where I've heard a song in the grocery store and I've thought to myself damn This is a banger. (laughs) Uh, It's probably only a matter of time before they start slipping subliminal messages, and they're like,
2: "I want you, I want you, rotisserie chicken. I want you."
0: You know what? I don't think it's going to be rotisserie chicken. I think it's going to be like, (laughs) "Vote for Trump." (laughs) We're not watching you. (laughs) I want you,
1: I want you, vote no on Amendment 13. (laughs) Like, wait, what?
0: (laughs) Isn't isn't Amendment 13 the the right to vote? Um. So so you touched on some things that didn't make it into today's Episode in uh, another Captain song and uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. And there's this idea of pop as propaganda, propaganda, uh, yeah. and 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 soft power. And those those are more interesting. Those are topics more interesting to me than whatever the hell we're talking about. So I'm asking myself now why we didn't <laughs> include that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, should, we, should we just go into that
1: captain's log now
0: and, and uh, play it i deleted it okay but one interesting thing that you brought up was <laughs> there was only one this idea <laughs> of rich people funding the great art of the past and that's a really interesting question and i i guess i don't know i mean it, it does seem somewhat enti- it does seem entirely different because even back then when you had these rich monarchs or no uh the the nobility what the hell do you call them the the what do you call it? The nobles, the no- nobility, nobility. I'm like nobility. That's wrong. Nobility. <laughs> you have the nobility. you. <laughs> you have the nobility, like funding these amazing composers. But I don't think when they, when they were doing it, they weren't funding these composers to make them money some other way. They were just sponsoring them to make beautiful art for their own enjoyment. Most of the time, it wasn't so that they could turn a profit on the back end. And I think that might be the fundamental difference.
1: And I think I think that's fair. And you know what I was doing is I was really just trying to be fair. I was, because I, this is one of those things, right. again, where I can feel my prejudice pushing back against any attempt to be, to look at this in good faith. And that's me going, okay, well, uh, maybe great this. art of the past. Right. Funded by you know the proto corporations of these like very rich families of this nobility, and then why does uh, I, I guess yeah like the the corporations are are kind of our version today of of this nobility that controls and influences. Um, but I guess I guess yeah, you're right. Like the main purpose of the, the pop music being made today is reproduction, whereas back then it was just uh, I don't know appreciation of of life, like beautification.
0: Right. I think it was a sh- it was a show of wealth. It was as if like Jeff Bezos had Drake like living in his basement making hip hop beats. Th- and then like when people went over to Bezos house, they'd be like, hey, I got a new Drake song for your ears only. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> well, you, know what's so,
1: you know, what's so funny is I was reading that like, ch- uh, ch- I'm not going to pronounce his name right. Chos Choskowski. Chus- Chus- Chus-
0: we'll just leave it there. Okay,
1: <laughs> Tchaikovsky, Tchaikovsky. So Tchaikovsky. Oh,
0: okay, you were really off. <laughs> yeah, I was
1: like, not Dostoevsky. Okay, different guy, different thing. Uh, Tchaikovsky's—he uh, ended up like composing. I think it was his like fourth symphony was for her. And like, I love the idea of Drake living in a basement and all his songs are about Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Bezos, you the best.
0: You the you the best. The best CEO there ever was. You know what's funny is like, that's like a really terrible song you just did, but it's not that much worse than some of Drake's popular songs,
1: (laughs) I just, I just want more, I want this music, this is what I want now, I actually do want like Justin Bieber living in Bill Gates' basement, and like all his songs are about how great Microsoft software is.
0: Okay, so we've been talking a lot about the pop thing. I think I mean I know I know we can go on talking about this forever, but let's let's see what the K is doing there in front yeah, of the pop. That's, and that's fair. Yeah, so I, I had a I had a captain's log about this, so I'll go ahead and play it for you now.
2: It's not a game, it's a ranch thing.
0: So, I've been listening tonight and uh, a little bit the the few days prior in preparation for this camp to some K-pop songs. And I have to say, so far, I like a lot of what I'm hearing. Not everything, but a lot of it is pretty catchy. It's complex. It's the- theoretically pretty rich. They're, they're doing, like, n- not the most simple, basic um. Chord progressions or tricks—I don't know how else to describe it—but it's catchy. And I don't know, like some of it is beyond my understanding, just a music theory, which you know I always appreciate because you know it's like a little puzzle to try and figure out. But yeah, I like it. I think it's good. So then I'm kind of thinking just now, well, then what's the difference? what makes K-pop stand out from just pop? Why are we putting the K there? Is it just the fact that it comes from Korea? Is it the fact that there's a lot of Korean in it? Um, And and if so, then why really make the distinction? Why not just call it pop from a different place? Like we don't distinguish French pop. We don't call it F-pop or G-pop for German pop. Like why are we doing something different with K-pop? Is it just that it has its own popularity base? And is that maybe just like an ethnocentric way of seeing another group of people making the same exact thing. I mean, I guess you could say there are some slight differences, like they're definitely pushing the envelope of what pop can be, but other than that, I don't see this as a seismic shift. This is like an evolution. It's an iteration of what we've already been hearing in the West now for decades.
1: So there's so much in this that I think is really important to talk about. And I think the biggest thing is, again, this idea of, like, why make this distinction? Like, we don't do this with any other, you know, like, uh, we don't, I mean, do we call Latin American pop L-pop? I know, with the exception of Brit Pop, which I think they kind of do that with, but even then, it's like, kind of like an offhanded cutesy thing, right? Like, K-pop seems so othering.
0: It does seem othering. And for for a while, I was really battling with this idea of if we were being ethnocentric. And then and you kind of talked about this as well in one of your captain's logs. But I don't actually think it's ethnocentric because we are not the ones calling it K-pop. They are, which makes me think that this actually isn't ethnocentrism. If anything, this is propaganda. It's marketing by the Korean government. And so it's not. we're not calling it K-pop because we are saying, oh, that's a different kind of pop. We're saying it's K-pop because they're saying it's a different kind of pop, which is... I don't think actually that fair. And you know what's so funny too uh, is, again, like
1: there's this weird anxiety, like this weird kind of like fear uh, when I I feel like K-pop is discussed culturally. Like it's almost like, you know, oh my God, it's coming. What is it doing? How is it working? Um, And uh, I'd made a comment previously and we discussed this, like, I I think it's more this anxiety that uh, America is losing its grip on soft power. And it's, yeah. this, it's this idea that like, you know, uh, American propaganda has ceased working as I think the, the facade has kind of fallen off the quote unquote like American experiment as this, you know, uh, bringer of freedom and democracy. And it's been kind of revealed to be, oh, it's like the opposite of that. We're actually bringing um, fucking despair and uh, drone strikes and
0: um, uranium. Yeah, I think that's why um, a lot of Americans might be wary of this idea of K-pop, or maybe even, you know, I don't, you know, as soon as I start saying this, I was like, maybe that's why some people are hesitant to listen to K-pop. But the people who I know who are lo- hesitant to listen to K-pop, I don't think are rednecks, <laughs> you know, for lack of a, <laughs> a better word. They're, they're, you know, like they're, they're my friends who are also just not interested in pop generally. Uh, so I, I, I do think that you're totally right that uh, the global increase in interest for k-pop probably is a harbinger there you go in a flashback to uh earlier episode uh i, I think it's a har- uh, i don't think it's a harbinger i forgot how i started that now god damn it i like to punctuate my own fucking comments it's like my my i'm my own peanut gallery here but uh, i think um I think the world's probably losing interest in, in in America. And I think probably like Trump has a lot to do with it. You know, I think of even like the rise of TikTok and the rise of K-pop seem to go hand in hand. It's just fucking Asia is is growing, you know, in, in, in power and in influence worldwide. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And... And at the same time, it's like, it's also really strange to see this kind of like hand wringing about, oh, but but we made it first, but we made it first. Mm. And and it seems really hypocritical, especially coming from like an all white dominated boy band, you know, phenomenon from the 90s when like most of that music was co-opted by disenfranchised black musicians from
0: the fucking like 40s, 50s and 60s anyway. Yeah, exactly. So then what's the difference? What is why is K-pop? Different at all and I, I keep coming back to this this idea like I'm not sure it really is I, I don't think the music is different. I want to be like really clear about this I think the music is pretty similar and um, When when I did a little bit of research into this If you if you even just look at the Wikipedia page and I have that here somewhere So I'm gonna pull it up real quick But even if you look at the Wikipedia page for what k-pop is that it'll tell you that it's this combination of a bunch of different kind of music that all comes from from the West, and not only all comes from the West, it mostly comes from Black people, as you were saying. So, so this is what this is what uh, the, the Wikipedia article says about K-pop. It is influenced by styles and genres from around the world, such as experimental rock, jazz, gospel, hip hop, R&B, reggae, electronic dance, folk country, and classical on top of its traditional Korean music roots. But I got to be honest, man, I'm not hearing a lot of traditional Korean music roots in this music at all. <laughs> I'm hear- hearing lots of hip hop influence, a lot of electronic dance influence, you know, and a lot of rock, not so much jazz or, you know, some of these other things. But I mean, obviously, you know, their, you know, their successors, their musical successors are, are here. So it, it's, it just seems like they're just they just took a product that we're doing. You know, they, they fucking saw the iPhone and they're like, oh, I'm Samsung. I can do an iPhone, too. And then, you know, now we have, it's the fucking Sam, it's the Samsung Galaxy Plus to the iPhone. That's what it is. That's all. I, it's the only difference I see.
1: I like that. And if we, and if we do think about K-pop as like a corporate uh, government sponsored project. Um, it reminds me of this thing I read on this uh, this book on economics uh, called "Sex, Drugs, and Economics: An Unconventional Introduction to Emano- Economics." Mm, um, like and uh, this writer, Diane Coyle, wrote this line talking about how much uh, economics influences musical decisions. And and this book was written uh, after like early two thousand, so pretty much like after this boy band boom of the nineties. So I think it really mirrors what's happening right now in Korea currently. And it says. Audiences prefer known quantities rather than taking a risk on an unknown. And their preference can be satisfied when the marginal cost of transmitting the output of the favorite performer is as low as the new technologies have made it. And I think that's a perfect way to think about K-pop because K-pop is again, it's corporate-produced, government funded. So we know there's high production value. We absolutely know that there's been a lot of research and science put into it. And I think another reason why it makes K-pop so effective is because K-pop has three fucking genres sandwiched into it. So it's like, you can listen to one K-pop song and you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to get pop. I'm going to get dubstep and I'm going to get rap. So it's like, uh, again, it's just this perfectly market research formulated product. So it's like, I don't know, maybe the K stands for corporate. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's that's fucking funny. I I don't think you're wrong, man. I I really don't. Okay, so I just watched uh, this documentary that's on Netflix. It's called uh, The Boy Band Con, and uh, if you've seen it, I, I know you haven't seen it, but to anyone else who's listening, if you, if you have seen it, it's pretty fucking remarkable to learn that this even the exploitation of these musicians isn't new. Um, the guy, Lou Pearlman, who, who was the creator of both Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, went to jail and died in jail for a fucking Ponzi scheme I didn't know he fucking died there <laughs> he died in jail for screwing over like not just the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC but like a ton of fucking people and this is this is like what's what reignited this boy band craze in America and across the fucking world you know and it's it's based on exploitation it's you know it's and when you think about it that way you're like okay well there's nothing new here. It's, uh, it's and it's and if you had little respect for it before, you knew that it's like hard to to try and find a way like like as us like trying to fucking challenge our preconceptions. And you're like, oh no, not only is this corporate and super fucking capitalist, but it's based on this really corrupt history, at least recent history of, of corruption. It's fucking bizarre. Yeah. Um, and, do they, I mean, do they know how he died, by the way? Like, in, in my head,
1: they they put him in uh, solitary confinement and just played the, the bye-bye-bye part of NSYNC's bye-bye-bye on loop until he chewed through his wrists. Like, that's...
0: Uh, he hung himself.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have no idea. and I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He did chew through his wrists. <laughs> his, his wrists are gone. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Which segues nicely, not to pat myself on the back, to my next point. Which is as we've been yelling and screaming about this for the past thirty minutes, like very animatedly rocking back and forth in our chairs. Are we maybe taking this too seriously? Like it's it's just it's pop music. Hello, Shay, my little lumpskin of love. Um, I've got a question for you and my question is a question that I've been asking myself as well, which is How seriously does pop deserve to be treated and scrutinized? I mean It feels like a classic rebuke that, well, you know, it's not art, it's entertainment, but it's monopoly on attention. And its sheer largesse has like all, but I feel like pushed, you know, quote unquote serious music to the fringe. And like one of the tenets of postmodernism is this idea of everything as text. So it thus receives the same type of serious scrutiny as quote unquote serious texts. So I feel like it gets elevated to the extent that we start to think, oh, I guess we should take and treat this seriously. But that feels like an insincere and even superficial revelation to arrive at. So it's like, I find myself in this trap of thinking, oh, I need to take this seriously, but then catching myself and going like, chill out. It's fucking pop music.
0: So I think it's important for you to probably define to to the listeners what you exactly mean by text. Because when you first said this, I, I had no fucking idea what you're talking about. And that's just a testament to how remarkably stupid I am. But I imagine there's at least one person who was at least as stupid as I was. So, so
1: go, I, I, be- go before ahead. I even get into that, I do, I do want to comment on, like, how fucking, I don't know what was going on with me in this captain's log, but I was so fucking sassy. Like, I definitely had a little attitude. It's was just, like, coming off as this prissy, pretentious little shit. Like, <laughs> 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 Um But, yeah, when I say text, I basically mean just, like, any, you know, cultural product that can be read and interpreted.
0: So, it could be a painting, a song, whatever. And you mean read in a pretty liberal sense, then?
1: Yeah, I, I don't mean like literally read like, you know, words on paper, but, uh, you know, in, interpret it, I guess, would be the better word for it.
0: And that's why I was confused, because if it's you're reading and the word is text, then I'm thinking like literally, <laughs> <laughs> you're reading, you know, so, uh, so that's why I was so, uh, so confused to begin with. But no, my, think...
1: my English major uh, roots were showing, so apologies. <laughs> yeah,
0: so embarrassing.
1: So <laughs> <How> embarrassing <laughs> for me.
0: <laughs> uh, but no, it's a really interesting question. Are we taking our criticism of it too seriously? And I don't know. I mean, that's kind of the job of our podcast right? <laughs> to like dig in and try and find out what the hell this thing's about. So I don't know. Yeah,
1: no, it really is. It's just it's that whole like what is what is water thing? And you know, what's so funny. I think the conclusion that I came up to just now is like we're conflating what needs to be taken seriously. Like in terms of taking pop seriously as a business, I mean, it's a multibillion dollar industry. Of course, it demands to be taken seriously. Like ta- where are we taxing it enough? Okay. <laughs> like, there are potholes in my road. Okay. <laughs> Where is that money going to come from? Uh how else are we going to bomb Iran? Um, oh my god. I'm just want to uh, go on the record and say I am n- anti-war. So as <laughs> that, that if that wouldn't that wasn't obvious before. You, you <laughs> imagine fucking Bill O'Reilly being like we got to get to the bottom of this K-pop thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um but you yeah, know I I think in taking the business seriously it becomes conflated as the art quote unquote uh being deserving of being taken seriously as well
0: you know so i think there is an art to art there is obviously an oh, fuck you there <laughs> there's obviously an art to making pop music i've tried to make it you know i i don't think that pop music is only corporate i don't think it's it's junk food music like how we talked about reality tv in some ways and and, and again going back to that like there is obviously artistry in making something that is so appealing to the entire world you know if you to get a, a billion fucking streams on spotify isn't easy it doesn't just happen on accident you have to do Something right, and so many people are constantly trying, and only some people make it happen. I mean, a lot of that is luck too, and a lot of it is marketing. But nonetheless, like, it doesn't matter how much luck or marketing you have if you don't also have a good product. So, I mean, there, I mean, and I say product there very intentionally. Like, it is, it is a fucking product, but it's a good product.
1: But I think there are a lot of terrible songs that still make it big. I mean, look at fucking "Call Me Maybe." Like, and we we read some weird analysis of this song in a book, and I I still thought it was bullshit. Like, you can. Be technically skillful and still make crap. Like I could paint an unbelievably realistic picture of a chlamydia outbreak. It's not going to make it art.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't know about that. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think. Well, I don't think when people are talking about the, the epitome of pop as art, that they're referring to fucking call me maybe i mean i know that book was and you know that's on that book that's their prerogative but but no of course there's some fucking amazing pop that really is super artful i mean i'm just thinking like i don't know how many i I don't know maybe you haven't done this yourself but i know a ton of people have had amazing fucking drunk memories of screaming don't stop believing in like a car or at a bar or something like that It's rock that's not pop that's a that's a rock anthem yeah i mean it was Pop, it was popular, popular music. Yeah, it was popular music. You're right. But uh, I don't know. Was, I, there was a long time where rock was pop music. You know, before before we came to... But there was you know, pop think,
1: while there was rock! I'm sorry? There was... Yes, I, I really... <laughs> but there was pop while there was rock. I mean, like, these things existed at the same time, but at the I guess where we were in an American history, like, rock was more popular. It was like, that was what we craved, I guess.
0: Yeah, the rock... The influence of rock music in the genre of pop music was much more pronounced than it is, than it is now for sure. Like now it's way more electronic. But I, I'm even remembering in the 90s, you know, there were pop artists like fucking Hanson, you know, that, that was a band that, and they all played instruments. And that's pop, like undeniably pop, but uh, yeah. undeniably also from an, a rock influence.
1: Absolutely. And I would say that they're musicians, musicians who sing. Uh, that's the second thing they do. The first thing they do is be musicians. And then the second thing they do sing their little songs about umming and bopping.
0: I'm going um, to, you know what, Ian, I'm not going to visit your grave on this hill.
1: <laughs> I'm not um, going to lay down I those really flowers. I really loved
0: that turn of phrase, by the way. That was beautiful.
1: Uh, th- it's funny, too, because I mean, this is another, this goes back to another criticism, kind of expanding on what you were saying. Um, I feel like when rock was really popular, I mean, there was this like general angst, you know, like rock was big in the sixties during like the, the Vietnam war and like counterculture and revolution and pushing back against the status quo. After 9-11, we had fucking screamo music. We were angry. We were scared. We were terrified, you know, like,
3: we're on terror. Bush is president. He didn't actually win
1: the election. And there was like, um, God, I hope we can do some editing there. Um, but (laughs) that's the thing that just feels so fucking weird. Like it just feels so I don't know, incongruous. This idea that like in the middle of, I don't know, rampant government corruption, like the, the rise of neo-fascism is fucking, you know, presidents across the world just declare themselves like supreme rulers and shit, and, and fucking, uh, you, you know, like the, the ice caps are melting. You're having fucking pop stars uh, put on booty shorts and, and tell you to fucking dance the night away. So it's just weird to me that like pop has this, I don't know, like second renaissance now, um, in in the midst of I don't know where maybe it feels like we should have like some like really angry fucking hardcore music and instead we have
0: K-pop it's weird I think it's weird that you're calling K-pop the second renaissance <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or, like the, the pop second renaissance not even, like yeah not even, the second renaissance even pop then second renaissance. yeah but even then man like <laughs> I, I don't I don't think just like the Fucking Korea figured out pop music, but it's not like pop has gone away before K-pop. It's not like we like gave up on pop. You might have given up on pop, <laughs> but that doesn't mean the world has. I mean, the, Drake has still been here for like the last he fifteen pop? years. I thought he
1: was rap and R and B and hip hop. Whatever.
0: He's yeah, he's popular. Whatever. I mean, Justin Bieber. Then for fuck's sake, like oh, Justin, okay. Justin Timberlake. You know the 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 Jays. <laughs> All the Justins. All the Justins. You know? I guess
1: maybe you're maybe you're right. I mean, I, I think I might just I might just have to
0: concede. Maybe I'm not. Making sense Maybe I'm just angry Well that's fair man And there's a lot to be angry about But also You know You can't just be angry All the time Like if if Fuck man If listening to Justin Bieber Is like the one thing That gets you through the day Knowing that we have a Fucking fascist president Then like Go ahead and listen to Justin Bieber man Just definitely still vote you know, but you know, <laughs> listen to Justin Bieber, and then you're fucking fine. You know, if, if, that, if that'll calm you down, is what I'm really trying to say. From such I a I think I just I don't world. know. I
1: think I think the the if we do a Venn diagram of people that listen to Justin Bieber and like people that like take to the streets when we need protests, like I, those circles don't touch each other.
0: You're, you know what? I think you're right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I'm talking about music in general. You know what? You're right. Fuck it. You, I think you're right. Yeah, the corporatism behind pop, like, definitely <laughs> is not interested in mobilizing the masses to, <laughs> to, to overthrow the patriarchy or capitalism or whatever and on that note <laughs> let's go ahead and take a break from our marvelous new sponsor uh hopefully uh toby check this one out toby by the way just anyone at home is our new uh corporate intern so uh shout out to to toby for selecting such a wonderful sponsor <laughs>
3: Are you tired yet of hearing about the Syrian war? Is there just too much talk about the genocide in Yemen? Like come on guys, you're bumming us out. Tune out all that bad news with some psychopathically upbeat K-pop.
0: Read about the impending climate apocalypse? Why not just dance naked in your climate controlled living room to the new TWICE album? That shit slaps!
3: Stop worrying about the fall of democracy and just learn that new BTS tiktok dance,
0: yeet yeet! Chill out about techno feudalism and tell Alexa to blast that new Blackpink single featuring Selena Gomez. She's still relevant, right? K-pop,
3: the world may be ending, but the party's just getting started.
1: God, I'm having another chlamydia outbreak. I gotta start I gotta stop painting these. Oh, we're back from the ad um, <laughs> <Motherfuck>. <laughs> Thank you sponsor for uh, constantly doing whatever uh, you do anyway, so <laughs> Now that we've moved past that it's time for how brain how feel how brain, how I feel. How brain how feel our favorite mid camp check in to see if and how our minds have changed or if we've just become more convinced of our initial preconceptions. Uh, we do want to, uh, I guess, I don't know, mark a note of apology because we do know that we've been all over the place. But it's so weird because I think Shay is a musician. I am a disgraced former musician. Um, I-, I don't know what it is like. Where, like music has this ability to just draw out this like pure raw emotionality in you. And I I don't know it's like it's weird like even talking about music it it does the thing that it's supposed to do to you uh, and your feelings like
0: mm, yeah totally Ian you said disgraced musician I'm just confused I thought you were the singer of a band that oh, I play guitar too uh, I don't know man I feel like if you're a singer at all that means you're <laughs> not a musician I'm pretty sure it overrides all right, okay so uh,
1: I will I will just say all right
0: I was the screamer. I was the
1: screamer of a screamo band called Paperback Tragedy. Some of you might remember that from earlier episodes. And I will say, I once performed with the now-famous dubstep artist Skrillex. Uh, When he was in From First to Last, I joined him on stage and screamed, ride the wings of pestilence with him, Uh, and then he asked me to get off stage when the song was over, Uh, and and I did.
0: That's great, man. I'm so excited for you. That's that's amazing. Um, so anyway, Ian, how <laughs> has your mind changed since the onset of this camp?
1: You know what's so funny is, um, my big smart boy question this week was why do I hate pop so much? And I think the answer I came up with was, you know, I thought back to when I first started really recognizing music. I mean, you know, you're aware of music growing up, but then for some reason, when you when I was in like fourth and fifth grade. I started listening to music. I was like, "Holy shit, they're talking about how I feel. I have fucking feelings." So it's like, I don't know, like you you become aware of music at like this young age and then you start kind of like sampling different bands, different genres and you figure out like what you like and and you kind of uh associate what music you listen to and what music you like is what kind of person you're going to be. So it's like in in constructing like a self identity you kind of figure out not only what you like, but what you don't like. And I think a big part of my identity, maybe yours as well, and a lot of kids is like, okay, I like this. I don't like this. And this constitutes part of who I am as a person. And like not liking pop was a way of identifying myself as someone who liked edgier, cooler music. Um, So it's just like, I, I think it's just like lingering
0: attachment from my adolescence. I think you're absolutely right about that. I think there is this spectrum of people's desire to fit in to the larger mainstream. And I'm, I'm thinking like uh, your affinity to liking pop is probably pretty strongly correlated to, to whether or not you were at least interested in joining a sorority or a fraternity in college. It's just how much you want to connect to a larger Community a larger group of people and feel like you're among them, which I think is super super normal and it's a very human response to to life to, to socializing and I think similarly there's a group of people who Reject that and they make that rejection p- Part of their identity and I think that's what you feel what I feel and probably what a lot of other people who don't really like pop feel about it and I I, I think saying saying this, you're basically saying there are the basic people with air quotes and the non-basic people like uh, as we're self-identifying, but no one really... Most people don't really identify as basic, in my well, experience. I,
1: I, and I, I wasn't. I don't mean it in terms of. I, I didn't. Definitely didn't mean it in terms of people being basic. But it was just like okay. Like the, uh, and again too. Like when I hear pop, I, I like I just hear the status quo, and it's so weird. And I can't shake that. And I think that comes from like listening to punk music when I was in middle school and shit like that. Like listening to fucking No Effects and and Alkaline Trio and, and well, I'm Blink One Eighty Two is pretty <sighs> fucking corporate. They were sponsored by like Hurley and made millions upon millions of dollars. But like just I. I don't like again like this alternative music that was like you know go out get drunk don't listen to your parents um like get chlamydia
0: (laughs) you and chlamydia today
1: (laughs) Jesus I know my head was like don't don't say chlamydia again well here it is kids (laughs) chlamydia (laughs) Chlamydia. (laughs) but no yeah I don't think it was like necessarily a a basic thing I think it was just a rejection of I, I don't know like what America promised was gonna be the thing that made you happy. And I was just an innate suspicion of that, that I, I think was reflected in my taste of music that also that agreed with me, that told me, no, you're right. This, these people are, 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 I don't know if it's necessarily fair to like these people are dumb, but it's just like, fuck that, like you don't need that. Skateboard all night and throw
0: uh, 40 ounces at the church. <laughs> <I> miss- <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a no effect song? I have no idea, you really threw me off there at the very <laughs> end uh, um, yeah, man, I mean, even the rebellion you're describing was to some extent a corporate movement like the the 100%. rise yeah the rise of like that that counterculture and like pop punk was a fucking record label marketing move. I mean, they saw this like teenage angst and capitalized it in the same way that k pop right now is capitalizing on uh T- you know on oh, whatever
1: they're capitalizing yeah, on
0: teenage girls new wet dreams you know like <laughs> so it's it's not it's not a new thing i don't know uh no I, uh, you're absolutely right
1: and it's funny cuz i mean I, I do think the market eventually uh, grew out of that and i don't think i had the you know I, I i don't know social savvy to recognize that but yeah i mean i'm just thinking of like the the vans warped tour right and there were just dudes with cigars and fucking lapel stuffed with money that like oh, <laughs> these Angsty children with money.
2: <laughs>
1: Moving on. So anyway, um, that's I, that's pretty much the answer that I came up with to why I hate pop. I don't necessarily know if it's satisfactory, but I think, yeah, like that's, I recognize that's where it stems from. What about you and, and your brain? How, how are you feeling?
0: You know, I feel like we're all over the place today, but like circling back to specifically K-pop. Yeah. <laughs> it's more musically expansive than I thought I, I, I was expecting that it was only like these like what you were describing as like these club bangers like super high energy songs and I think that's of k-pop that's actually the music I like the most the bigger the energy the more into it I, I, I feel especially like any of these slower songs I just they're I don't, they're really not for me um so but but they exist and I didn't really realize that at first Um, I guess also what I didn't really realize is that the genre itself seems to be exclusively about girl groups and boy bands. And I don't think I fully comprehended that that is a core fundamental tenet of K-pop is it's not it's not your Miley Cyruses, your Justin Bieber's. It's your your group of three, five, seven or nine Miley Cyruses. Uh, um, all with their distinct personality and they all have to dance and they all have to sing and none of them can play a musical instrument or write their own music (laughs) they're like they're basically like these corporate stooges you know like and that's something i don't think i fully understood until digging in today and then the last thing uh kind of in line with that is I'm not sure if there are the same way that there are American pop acts that that just that just become successful through their own hard work and um, you know playing shows and touring like you know the more American dream style uh, rise of music. I don't think there are like independent K-pop bands
1: at all. And I think you might be right. And I think a lot of that has to do with just the the, the layout of Korea and like the, the the general makeup of Korean culture. Because I mean. In the States, yeah, like five kids from school can get together after school ends and go to someone's garage and record and write music. But like after school in Korea, you're usually going to hagwon, which is like, you know, after school study. And, and you're in hagwon until like 10 o'clock at night and you all live in apartment complexes and there are no garages to practice in. So it's just like we're almost limited uh, by our... Like our attempt to understand K-pop through an American lens might be fundamentally doomed because, I mean, like the experience of children in Asia is so drastically different to ours. Like we may never understand what exactly it is that they like about it.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Coming from our cultural perspective, we're, we're super limited. We can only view this from our Americanized upbringing and no amount of research, especially one week of it <laughs> will uh, you know <laughs> will really ever let us walk in their shoes um so i guess having said that um uh, our final section it's the big boy question section the big smart boy question section it's our favorite fuck <laughs> <laughs> you know our final section our big smart boy question section it's our favorite section it's your favorite section um, with all the best questions it was all every question and they're all good um ian <laughs> so you're changing yours is that right
1: Yeah, cuz I think I answered the question. (laughs) I Mm -hmm. think I did. You may remember from earlier I I fucking nailed it answering that question about why I hate pop. Um, so I'm I'm moving on to an even bigger smarter boy question Oh, wow. (laughs) A smarter boy-ier question (laughs) (laughs) A question-ier question. I'm gonna stop. (laughs) Is is my hatred of pop music justified? Is it childish? Um, And then maybe hatred is too strong a word because I I I do think it would be hatred. to like, I hate this um my reluctance my reluctance to enjoy it, to be seen listening to it. I would be embarrassed if someone walked in and saw me listening to to Boy with Love by PTS, which I actually really fucking enjoyed. I've been singing it nonstop <laughs> with my wife. Literally everywhere in the house like Boy with Love. Oh my, my, my.
0: That's so funny. You you uh, you showed me a song that I really like uh, actually from uh, that uh, dum-dum song. I got that suck. Oh my, in my god that song all the is so time. fucking good, right? So catchy. Yeah, I, I mean I, honestly a lot of these even the fucking BTS's new dynamite song I've been uh, singing that all the time And I think that I'm pretty sure I could be wrong with this I'm pretty sure it just hit number one on the top billboards and replaced WAP which is fucking incredible The first time yeah, it's, a K-pop it's crazy band to think that. that the wet-ass pussy has been dethroned <laughs> It's just it's also fucking crazy that american music is right now dominated by a foreign fucking country if that's like talk about the fall of soft power like you were mentioning before
1: yeah it's it's crazy to think about i mean like when you really sit down and unpack it it's like wow like this is fucking fascinating um which i think again we got yeah i you know what maybe you're right maybe we didn't focus enough on the k but we really had to think about like pop our relationship to pop we didn't think about music in general, like. It's tough because, I mean, without a fundamental, without a strong footing in what pop is, how are we gonna discuss, uh, you know, what K-pop is? Um, you know, it's like we, we, got, we had to learn to walk before we could run. Um, so that's, yeah, like that's, that's my big smart boy question. Um, what about you? Like, uh, is yours gonna be the same? Are you gonna change it? Where are you on it?
0: So in preparation for my big smart boy question, uh, which was uh, if this was cultural appropriation, um, As you may or may not remember, listeners, the intention of this podcast was for us to make K-pop, which we have not really talked about at all today or really done in the past week. (laughs) And uh, I'd like the record to just state that I have four beats waiting for Ian to put his top line on, which uh, any musician would know is going to be his vocal line. Um, (laughs) So, um, but for a number of reasons, uh, I'm sorry, for a number of excuses that Ian will probably (laughs) interrupt with momentarily, (laughs) uh, he hasn't not yet done that so my question of is this cultural appropriation was directed towards us making k-pop and i don't know yet i I don't know we haven't really hopped in yet um and then the follow-up question to it was if it is cultural appropriation is that bad especially if we're culturally re-appropriating music that comes from our country even if it's not from um our community And you know what's so fun too is
1: finally, you're the one with the question that's gonna be too hard to to handle. And like, I just, I love this. (laughs) I cannot wait to see you try to answer this incredibly socially sensitive question. And uh, hopefully crash and burn. So uh, I am really looking forward to that in week three. Um, no pressure.
0: So, uh, I- yeah, I mean, I'm sure you'll enjoy reading your journals about if you feel like you're being too childish with your hatred of pop music. So <laughs> <laughs> it'll be really fun for you, man.
1: All right. So yeah, uh, I think that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, Shay, anything you'd like to add before we leave?
0: You know, there is one thing I do want to say, Ian, and that's. In addition to not making any K-pop at all so far, <laughs> um, you know, I think, and, and frankly, not even talking about the K in K-pop for <laughs> basically half of we this episode. We touched on it. We touched on it, yeah. But um, I think w- we're having some pretty strong reactions to this. And and our entire premise for this podcast yeah. is challenging our preconceptions. And I think what we're learning over and over and over again is that it's really fucking hard to do it especially in the time frame we give ourselves so like are we being fair like at what point are we allowed to keep these opinions how much do we have to learn about it before we can say no actually we were right about this or at least we think we are right and it's a hard fucking question to answer and I, I feel like we keep coming back to this. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe we were hard on K-pop this time. I'm not, I'm not really sure. I don't know if we necessarily were. I feel like we were hard on pop, and the K still, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll get back to that Wing later. The wings like the yeah. uh... <laughs> like, wings. Yeah, like fucking uh, that movie, Stars is Born. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, Ian, what do you think? I think maybe a little
1: bit, and I think we didn't talk enough about the music that we listened to, because uh, I, did, I did find myself enjoying a lot of songs. I really enjoy IU. That one song I showed you bbi 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 god. She could have done a better what? job naming that fucking song. But uh, <laughs> I really I really enjoy her music. I really enjoyed the song Jam Jam I sent to you. I really love the fucking song with all the consonants and vowels I just struggled through. Um <laughs> I think her lyricism is is inventive both in Korean and in English. Like the way she incorporates both into the songs, and like her English lines are fucking catchy and poppy, uh, catchier than some of the fucking you know songs in English that I've heard. So it's like that's a testament right. to the creativity of some of the music being made. Um, I, I yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's tough. It's tough because I think anytime a corporation wants to shove anything down our throats,
0: I'm super wary, and I'm yeah. I'm I'm quick to be like no. I know that we both have a lot more to say about this and I'm excited that we get another episode to dig into a little bit more of what you're you're talking about like this corporate aspect uh, of it and and I guess the K aspect of it all. So um so Definitely make sure to stick around for next week's episode. We're also gonna have some amazing experts and you really get to hear some knowledgeable people dig into this a a lot more. So make sure you stick around for that. Uh, Anything else Ian? Uh, No. All right, well, you know what that means. It's the moment we've all been waiting for this week's featured artist. And this week we have the amazing Mickey Darling with pink socks. Enjoy.
2: Fucking everyone has really fucked me up, my love This time I'm really done But that doesn't mean that we can't fuck Okay, I guess you won This heartbreak, yeah, it weighs a ton Look at what we've become Only talk when we need to come no, Let's see, let's see if you fall in love with me Cause I know you're such a clutch. I need Someone who can shut me up, me up, me up, me up, up, oh babe Let's see, let's see if you can keep up with me I can get a little rough, I need someone who can fuck me up, me up, me up, me up, up, oh babe I've been drinking every night until I'm sick And you say every time I drink I'm such a dick But babe did you forget I've always been like this So I don't feel bad, no I don't feel bad I'm crying. She said that she moved on, I almost gagged I swear that lately I've been acting like my dad Yes, that's not so bad, no, that's not so bad Let's see, let's see if you fall in love with me Cause I know you're such a klutz I need someone who can shut me, uh, me, uh, me, uh, me up, me uh, me babe, let's see, let's see if you can keep up with me I can get a lift I'm livid, so now I've been fucking all of your friends Every night, cause I'm desperate I know I can be a real piece of shit But I'm least I admit it And when you hear this you're gonna be pissed Cause you're such a fucking bitch Let's see, let's see if you fall in love with me Cause I know you're such a clutch. You can shut me up Me up, me up, me up but babe, let's see Let's see if you can keep up with me I can get a little too rough I need someone who can fuck me up
1: Listening to this week's episode. To hear the captain's logs in their entirety, become a monthly supporter and join our Patreon, where we also get tons
0: of other fun goodies. Here at Camp, we love supporting music and the people who make it. If you want your music featured on Camp Reeducation, please go to our website to learn more. Stay tuned for next week, where we hear from some people who know way more about K
1: pop than either of us could ever hope to in one to two weeks alone. Next week on Camp
0: Reeducation! Phew! Phew! How do you do Phew? Phew! Feel. <laughs> Glad we feel. Feel. You. you. How do you do that? Maybe just woo, <laughs> woo! 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 Glad we caught that. <laughs> okay, back to the episode.